You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. You are listening to Hawk Talk Recap Edition. I'm Michael Bumpus along with Nasa Chobie. The Seahawks beat the Rams 20-9, and they clinched the division first time since 2016. And like always, let's jump into the trenches with Ray Roberts. It's time to go inside the trenches with former Seahawk Ray Roberts. Big Ray, Hawks get it done. They clinched the division, something we haven't seen in a few years. Just your overall thoughts of that game last night. You know, it was just kind of uh, good to see, like, good complimentary football. You know, the offense uh, wasn't, you know, tearing it up, but, uh, but they were making progress and keeping themselves in the game. And the defense was just doing what they've been doing over the last five or six weeks, man. They've just been playing really good football, like top 10-level uh, football, keeping uh, the Rams out of the end zone, uh, help making them settle for three field goals uh, at, before the halftime and then pretty much shutting them down in the second half. So uh, I, I, thought, I felt really good about uh, how they've won the last two weeks. Uh, it seems like they had a formula and a plan going in. It may not have been the prettiest football, but it was victory football. Victory football. Can't complain with that. Chris Carson, man, he had 19 touches for 79 yards. What did you see out of him? Do you think that they are utilizing him the right way? I believe he averaged around 15 touches before that. Um, just thoughts about Chris Carson. Yeah, I think, you know, they've done a remarkable job since he's come back uh, in keeping him uh, effective. So, like, yeah, like, you know, I would love to see it. I'm sure the fans would love to see him get up to, like, 20, 22 carries a game and maybe break the century mark, you know, a couple times. But I think they were kind of uh, managing his caseload uh, just so that he could get to the playoffs, so he can remain healthy, so he can make, remain effective. And they've done an excellent job. Before he got hurt, he was averaging about 13 or 14 carries for about 65 yards, and that's pretty much where they keep him uh, for every game. And so this game, he averaged over four yards a carry. You can't ask for more than that. Uh, when they call on him, he's been productive. And I think they're just waiting to really unleash more of that running game uh, once they get into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. I think we're just really seeing what Chris Carson can really do. I, I want them to get back to what, 2018, 2019, when uh, he was getting a bunch of touches. So I'm with you there, Ray. So there's a possibility that the Hawks may play the Rams again in the first round. If that does happen, is there anything they need to change about their game plan? I would say uh, they probably should lean on the running game just a little bit more. Uh, the, the the Rams, you know, coming into that game, I think they were giving up like maybe 3.8 yards to carry, but that's closer to four yards than it is to three yards. So uh, I think, you know, leaning on the running game, whether it's keeping Chris to that, to that same number or incorporating Hyde and Penny a little bit more to get the, the running game going. And then and then obviously they need to show up the pass protection. Uh, they, they got beat at least – the first three sacks for the Rams came off of line twist. And, and it was just not a matter of them being uh, really good at it. It was the Seahawks really being uh, – their technique about it wasn't very good. And so I think if they tighten that up, they can help themselves out. Uh, and then uh, and then there was a couple times where they the Rams schemed Aaron Donald to be one-on-one against the rookie or against Simmons, who, who is a part-time starter. So uh, they won some of those matches. But I think if they are a little bit more physical in the run game, 
And then I would approach the passing game the same way they did. They 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 threw some body blows, and then they threw a couple deep balls. They connected with Demo, and uh, I think that's the way to go about it against this particular team. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I really uh, liked the the patience of the offense. Yes, Russell Wilson was sacked five times, but it never felt like they were forcing anything. I feel like they're really patient. So, yeah, body blows and then boom, go for that chin, make them drop. Um, let's talk about this defense. Man, we talked about this defense the first five weeks, Ray. Worst defense in history. Get rid of everybody. Fire Ken Norton. What are we doing? Now this defense is one of the best in the league. Has this been the biggest turnaround you've ever seen? Uh, absolutely. I mean, every week we were trying to just – I mean, Paul Moyer was just trying to figure out how to get him from being the last football – the last defense, you know, in the league. And so he was like, if we can get to 30, we'll be all right. People leave us alone. And they've really elevated <laughs> past that. And I said this last night, too, and we said it before. So when they had that accountability meeting – and, you know, Mike, we played a lot of football from high school, college, NFL. There's a lot of meetings like that that go on, and a lot of times they add up to nothing. And uh, but this yeah. one, you can hear it in all the press, uh, the post game uh, press conferences. All the defensive defensive players talk about it, and they talk about the outcomes of it, and they talk about the things that go on in it, and the and the trust that it creates. And it, and you know, like I know, it's easy to play where you can trust. If you're a receiver, you know you can trust the quarterback to put the ball where it's supposed to be. You're gonna run. You're gonna be running free. If you're the quarterback, you know the receiver's gonna be where he's supposed to be. You're gonna let the ball fly. And so it's just it's the same thing with this defense. They all talk about, hey, I know I can do my job at the best that I can with the full speed because I know the dude beside me is going to be doing the same thing. And that says a lot. And I think that that may be why this defense really made the jump because if you're the one dude that ain't getting the job done, it's going to stand out like a sore thumb. And so uh, everybody's holding themselves uh, to that accountability uh, standard, and then they're also trusting each other. Yeah, no, no one wants to be that guy <laughs> to mess it all up when things are going well. So now where, where does this team go from here, right? What is the true potential of this team as they get ready for the playoffs? You know, I think if the defense just keeps playing like the defense plays, uh, you know, it, it, they've done a really good job all season long. Even when they were at the bottom of the barrel, uh, they were still closers. You know, the, the very first game of the season, you know, they, they shut out, you know, they, they made a goal line stop, you know, and they've done that all year long. It's the Washington football team. They came up with two sacks at the end of the game. You know, in this game, they, they came up with the big uh, first in inches on the goal line, and they came up with four stops. And so that part of the game has always been there all year. It's just all that between the 40 stuff that has gotten better. And so they just can m maintain that. And then with the offense, I, I really feel that uh, that uh, that Russell's going to break out of this. I don't want to call it a slump. It's just been a more conservative play calling and, and offense. But I think – we're going to get back to more dynamic throwing the ball, and it's going to open up the offense even more because the run game has been solid all year long when they've, when they've turned to it. And so it's, it's about time now to kind of unleash a little bit more of the passing game and be a little bit more explosive in the playoffs. Is the Super Bowl or bust at this point, Big Ray? You know what? We, we talked about that last week when we were talking about, uh, you know, is it failure or disappointment? And I think uh, just looking at some of the teams they have to play and, and the opportunities that – how they match up with the other teams. Yeah, there's tough teams like, you know, have to, if you had to go through Green Bay or, or, um, or New Orleans or whatever. But I feel like we can, we can, with the way the defense is playing and the weapons we have on offense, we have a chance to win any game. So for me, I've changed my opinion from, from a failure or disappointment to like, yeah, I, I want to see them get to the Super Bowl. It would be a failure if they don't to me. All right. You heard it here. We going to Tampa. Let's get ready for this <laughs> run right now, Big Ray. 
Appreciate your time as always, big homie. All right, brother. All right. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Let's bring in NASA Choby and let's talk about what had happened. See what had happened at first was. <laughs> what happened was. What had happened was. On Hawk Talk. God is good. God is good. I, you know, I don't want to be too happy because I don't want people to say, you know, he's dramatic or he hasn't been there before. You damn right I haven't been there before. So damn it, it feels good. It feels great. Godly, we came out victorious and man, what what a what a hard fought battle. You heard the man bump. It feels good. Division champs. First time since 2016. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I feel you, Jamal. I'm so fired up this morning. It feels good. People in Seattle, we've won a lot of football games out here, so we take things for granted. Never take a division title for granted. Never take going to the playoffs for granted. Uh, it, it's so I'm so hyped this morning, man. I mean, we handle business like we're supposed to. Capsule another division title. 2016 feels like centuries ago. We have to hang another banner in Lumen Field and at the VMAC. And I love it, man, because the Seahawks have everything they want in front of them. They're for sure going to host a playoff game next week. And they still have an outside chance of being the three seed or two seed, one seed. So it, it feels good, Bump. It feels good. It feels good. And I just like the way they did it, man. They did not allow the Rams into the end zone. Golf only threw for 234 yards, one interception, and they just got after it, man. And they really handled the play-action boot. I was really happy with how they handled that because that's what the Rams want to do. They want to run you, play-action boot, put the linebackers in a bind. Those LBs play well in the past game. That second level is always compromised when it comes to the boot. They handled that. They made this Rams team a very good Rams team, good offense, good defense, look like an okay team. And this is coming from a defense that was on pace to be the worst defense of all time. Of all time. NFL has been around for a very long time. Of all time. <laughs> so the turnaround is crazy. They dominate a good football team. They got some style points on this one. I know we talk about all style points don't matter, but when they present themselves, I'll take it. They got some style points this week. Well, no question about it, because every last month and a half, people have been talking about, oh, well, they did it against the Jets. They did it against the Giants. Yeah. They did it against this team. Well, no, the Rams, you know, for as good as they can be with potential, they have good football players, and that was a great team defensive effort even before Goff got hurt. We shut them down. We didn't allow them to do anything that they wanted to do. And this, is, this speaks how good this defense is. Everyone wanted to fire Norton. Everyone wanted to blow this stuff up. But the Seahawks had faith. And you heard Jamal talk about it. He said, I think we have the best defense in the NFL. I love that confidence because it doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, stats are great, but they don't matter. It matters about how you're playing at the end of the year and when you play teams. And right now the Seahawks defense is playing great football. Rams only scored nine points. Jared Goff, we finally made him look like Jared Goff. Okay, he threw for 234 (laughs) yards, no touchdowns, threw a pick, and God help me, I have no clue what the decision-making was on that play. Even Quandre in his post-game press conference is like, you tell me. Uh, I was told when I was a high school quarterback, he never throw the ball laid across the middle, and Quandre Diggs was the only person who could have caught that football. So it was good to see, though, you know, because Goff has had a lot of success against the Seahawks, and it was good to see them come out there and do exactly what they are supposed to do, what we expected them to do, and now we're division champs. Division champs. I like how they use DK, too. DK early in the game was in the slot. 
Now, the Rams, are his own team. So we're, mm-hmm. we're looking at that matchup. Oh, Ramsey versus DK. We'll see what happens. So when it presented himself, I think DK did okay. I believe he had two catches against Ramsey. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they were moving DK around, start him in the slot, motion him to this side. They were trying to get matchups. And that just shows the evolution of DK and that shoddy really had a plan and said, look, we're not going to feed into this number one receiver versus number one corner. Let's see what happens. If it happens to line up that way, lines up that way. But we're going to play our style of football, move this man around, and get him the ball in different areas of the field. So I really like that. And then Chris Carson, 19 touches, 79 yards. I mean, this guy does the dirty work. He, he gets to two or three yards. He, he's falling forward. Every time a man tries to tackle him, it looks violent. It looks like it hurts. And that's what I like from Carson. He wears you down. If you are going to tackle 32, you better hit him low. Because if you hit him high, you're going to be sore in the morning. Oh, no question about it. If you're if you're a defensive back, linebacker, and Chris Carson gets his shoulders square and he's coming towards you, that is a bad place to be, man. You're, you're looking around. Anyone can help. I'm gonna, is he going to jump over me? Is he going to run me over? What's he going to do? And, yes, I, I would love Chris Carson to get a couple more carries, but I love how they're playing because everything flowed together. And what I also love is David Moore, that huge catch by David Moore. If Demo doesn't make that catch, I mean, that jump started the game offensively. Up until that point, they hadn't done anything. It was a third down. They get a large scoring drive, and it just shows that everyone on this team can step up when they're called upon. Box score wasn't pretty, but it was exact drag him out, grind it out, knock him out the box, L, knock him out type <laughs> game. So I love what I saw, and, and like I said, division champs, now we got to take on those 49ers, and we'll, let's see what happens. All right, division champs, let's talk about these playmakers. Touchdown, Seahawks! Playmakers. Showdown, what time it is? All right, Russell Wilson, playmaker, 20 for 32, 225 yards, one touchdown, three carries for nine yards, and a touchdown. What I liked about Russell Wilson, yes, he was sacked five times. Yes, you could say they started off slow. There's a three and out to start the game. They went on a five-play drive for 12 yards. It wasn't pretty to start, but he wasn't forcing it. He goes, look, if we got to grind this thing out, if we have to control the tempo and slow it down and 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 give them a slow death, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I like that. That's championship football. Guys who want to be Brett Favre, gunslingers, tossing that thing w- without a care. That's how you lose ball games. Russell was responsible. He might have missed a couple guys here and there when it comes to throws or, or maybe not seen them down the field. But I never felt like he was out of control. I always felt like when it came down to it, he was going to make a play to win a ball game. No question about it. And you, you mentioned when you talked to Pete this morning uh, when he spoke to Aaron Andrews at halftime and how calm he was and confident he was. And then you look on the other side, Sean McVay wasn't feeling that way. But you guys remember, it was yeah. a 6 6 ball game. So that just goes to show you the faith that he had in number three and the faith that McVay had in number 16. Because you look late in the game, it's third and long, and they say, hey, let's hand this ball off. Let's kick a field goal. Let's get some points on the yes. board. Because earlier in the game, they thought they were going to have some points, and, and Goff does a pick. Uh, earlier in the game, they have a first down. Goff slides a yard short. So Pete has confidence in Russell and all this. You obviously watch him for a long time. And he just makes the plays he needs to make, even on that scramble. He's looking for everything that's open. It's not there, not there. Last second, decides to run in for a touchdown. So love to see Russ balling out. And I love it because he showed that, like, you know what? I don't care about the Gotti numbers or the MVP or any of that. I care about winning. No. That's all he's ever done is yeah. win in Seattle. So I love to see it. Next guy, though, bump. Chris Carson, we talked about him. 16 carries, 69 yards, three catches for 10 yards. And Carson is just that dude where if you talk about a boxing match, 
just body blows, man. Just to the body, to the body, wear you down, wear you down, wear you down. And round 10, you don't want to come out out of, out of your corner anymore. You're tired of getting hit. You're tired <laughs> of getting hit in the gut. You're tired of getting uppercutted. So that's what Chris Carson did, and I love to see the physical nature. And he's going to be so important to us down the stretch because last year this time he got hurt, and we, God loved that Marshawn came back, and it was a great reunion and all that, but we need 32, and we missed him last year, and I love that he's back, and this year it's going to be a different story. You need 32 to finish this run. Next playmaker, DK Metcalf, has six receptions, 59 yards, no touchdowns, but he is a couple of yards away from breaking Steve Largen's uh, career record. Now, you can look at this game and say, oh, DK had an off game. No, nah, man. DK, I feel like, did exactly what was required to win this football game, went across the middle, made a couple of tough catches, and just held the defense accountable. What people don't realize is when he runs a go, he's taking two or three defenders with him. When he runs across the middle, these linebackers are feeling them and passing them off, and they're concerned about him. So if he doesn't put up the big numbers, if he doesn't go for 100 yards and a couple touchdowns, he's opening things up for other people. And we knew going, at least I felt like going into this game, it wasn't going to be a blowout. No one was going to put up 35, 40 points. Both defenses have been playing well, and both offenses have guys who can make plays. But it was going to be a grinded-out game, and you look at DK's stats, that's what you see. Six for 59, a grinded out game, and he still has an opportunity to break Steve Largest's record, which I would assume will he'll get that done against the 49ers. Without question, I'm hoping it's done on the first pass. But like you mentioned, he takes so much attention away because you have, whether it's a flat defender or a linebacker, he's worried about getting hands on DK if he's in the slot. DK's outside the safety, he's worried about getting over top. So everything he does, even if he's used a decoy, he's running people off and he's helping get other guys open. So love to see that from DK. And, man, honestly, you want to talk about who won the game? It's that Seahawks defense. defense Didn't give day. up a touchdown. Cooper Cup, only 66 yards. Reynolds, 65. Robert Woods, 48. Those are some dudes over there, and they didn't do anything. Jaron Reed, two sacks. Alton Robinson was sacked. Jordan Brooks, eight tackles. Jamal Adams, eight tackles. I mean, everyone on this defense was balling out. And I just love that forever, we're not ever going to talk about this is the worst defense in the history of the NFL, blah, 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 <laughs> put that to bed, freezing cold takes, done, okay, done, we want to hear about mm-hmm. it, this is one of the better defenses in the league, and they're playing like it, so they were the key to the victory on Sunday, no question about it. Yep, that Seahawks defense stepped up, you got guys like DJ Reed who had eight tackles, Diggs had six tackles and an interception, an interception that only he was going to catch. No one else was around. There was no Rams jersey hanging out there. Goff just made a mistake. And Diggs will make you pay. KJ has seven tackles, two passes defended. And then that goal line stand. There's something about this defense on a goal line. It's mm-hmm. almost like they love that situation. They're, they're, they're eager to be in that situation. And you hear Pete Carroll talk. He goes, look, we've been prepared, been preparing all year for this game, not specifically this game against the Rams, but this championship game, our mentality, the way we practice, the way we prepare gets our players ready for this moment. And no one's afraid of the moment. We play with guys who don't want the rock in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. who don't want to be on the field, who's tapping out. Oh, my hammy hurt. Something, you know, mm-hmm. some guys just tap out. This defense, whether it be a, a veteran, a rookie, or a guy who's a third or second year in the league, they all step up. And it's fun to feel like when there is three blades of grass to defend, the Hawks put themselves in great position to do exactly that. All right, let's look at these receivers. The receiver roundup, not a an, a super impressive day when it comes to numbers, but the receivers got it done. DK had six for 59. Demo had one for 45, the biggest catch in the game other than Hollister's touchdown. Hollister had two for 17 in the game, winning touchdown or the, the nail in the coffin touchdown. Tyler Lockett had three for 44. 
Carlos had one for 18. Disley, three for 17. Olsen, one for 15. Carson, three for 10. Three tight ends got receptions this game. I think we were asking a couple weeks ago that we'd like to see the tight ends get more involved. That's exactly what we saw, especially with Jacob Hollister um, still in the game with his touchdown. And speaking of Jacob Hollister still in the game with his touchdown, we're going to the coach's corner, and that's exactly the play we're going to break down. Russ with the shotgun snap looks out. Lays it up over the top. Hollister, he's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. I think everybody on the Rams was looking for a short run, and here comes Russ going for the throat, and he finds Hollister in the back corner of the end zone for six. The Seahawks stretch their lead, and they are two minutes and 51 seconds away from being NFC West champs. Bump, as a play caller, talk to me about this route because this is one of the best things you'll see out there. It was just, you want to talk about poetry, Pete mentioned it on this touchdown for Jacob Hollister, but tell me through this route, how does Jake Hollister get as open as he did and how, how do they execute this play? Man, this is beautiful. It's third and five. They're in a two-by-two two formation. You got Lockett and DK up top. You got Swain and Hollister down at the bottom. They got to go to DK and Lockett, right? They got to go DK and Lockett. No. Pete Carroll says, look, we saw the matchup that we want to see Man defense. Swain is on the outside. Hollister is inside. Now, Pete said, oh, it wasn't a pick play bump. You know, we just have to, you know, they just cross each other. We know what you're trying to accomplish here. It is a pick play. You just can't call it a pick play because NFL is always listening. So, where Freddie Swain does, he attacks the defender over Hollister, right? And he doesn't step in front of him. He doesn't get any contact with him, but he gets in his lane just enough to where he has to go underneath him and try to get over the top of Hollister. At that point, it's a wrap. Hollister does a great job of being patient and allowing Freddie Swain to work for him. He knows, look, if I can allow Freddie to get over the top of me, I give a little wiggle, boom, I'm going to get outside. And at that point, you don't even have to be fast. You just got to be quick. You get a little three to five step burst and you're good. Russell Wilson then just drops a dime right over his shoulder. He high points it instead, instead of letting it drop into the bucket, which I like because DBs like to make plays when you drop it in the bucket. Beautiful throw, clutch. Russell Wilson went to the number three tight end and the number four receiver side instead of going up top to his playmakers. That just lets you know how much trust there is on this football team. And I love it, too, because like you mentioned, yeah, DK and Tyler at the top of the screen. That's exactly where the Rams think they're going. And Russell doesn't even look their way. And everything's great because the other thing, too, is Damian Lewis kind of gets beat. And he gets, I'm pretty sure it's Aaron Donald who beats him. And he's coming right near uh, Russell Wilson and uh, – Russell just made a great throw. He steps back. He, he knows the pressure's coming, and he just goes off his back foot, just throws a dime like you mentioned it. And everything about this play is just beautiful. Like you said, Freddie Swain, Jacob Hollister, it doesn't matter. If you're on the field on offense, Russell Wilson's going to find you. And this is third down. This is the game's online because, listen, if the, if the Seahawks don't convert, they kick a field goal to one-score game. The Rams are still in the ball game. So nail in the coffin. Love to see it bump. And the Seahawks are just playing such good football right now. And I love it, which brings us to a very, 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 very special victory formation. Here's the best formation in football, the victory formation. That's it. 18 seconds left. And the Seahawks start to head to the middle of the field. The Rams do the same. What a game here at Lumen Field today. Two defenses hell-bent for leather, and the Seahawks played better. The Seahawks beating the Rams here in Seattle to win the NFC West title by a score of 20-9. to 
Yes, the Hawks are the champions. NFC West locked it down first time since 2016, and I love it. I love it. I want more of it. These guys are going to go on a rundown. I'm feeling good about this football team. Uh, the Hawks host a playoff game no matter what now. No matter what happens, the Hawks host a playoff game. I know it doesn't mean a lot because the fans aren't there, but it does mean a lot. That means you did what you were supposed to do during the regular season to put yourself in a position to at least be comfortable when you take the field at Lumen Field, I'm juiced. I'm ready to go. And they still have a chance to get the number one seed, Chubby. No, love it, too, because here's the thing, man. Yes, the fans aren't there, but to not have to put extra travel. This team handles traveling on the road. Obviously, we know that. But to not have to worry about anything about that, to, to sleep at the same hotel room you always sleep at at the Hyatt in Bellevue, get to see your family the night before and do all the things. So that's huge to host a game at CenturyLink, or excuse me, Lumen Field. The Seahawks are 7-1 and one this year at home. They did everything they did needed to do to host a playoff game. Defense proved it was not a fluke. They can shut down good offenses. They step up to the plate. Love to see it. This defense is playing a championship football, and the Seahawks, uh, the sky's the limit for them this year. Offense didn't play their greatest game, but they played a solid game. They were better on third down. I believe they completed 47% of the third downs, and they made big plays when big plays needed to be made. Hollister gets redemption last year. Same end zone. Little short doesn't get in to win a division. He is the guy who puts the Rams out with that last touchdown with two minutes left in the game. That's fun to see. And the Seahawks get revenge on the Rams, man. Let, let's be 100. The Rams <laughs> were two and five, or excuse me, the Hawks are two and five against the Rams before this game since McVay has been there. It has to be nice. I know Pete Carroll, he's he's going to play, take the high road and not talk anything. But I'm going to say for you, you got him, baby. McVay. Let's go. You got him, Pete. Let's go. Love it, man. This this team is playing great football, and you, and you love to see it at the perfect time of the year. Remember to find complete Seahawks coverage on 710 ESPN Seattle and the 710 Seattle app or at 710sports.com, 710 ESPN Seattle, the voice of Seattle sports. Let's finish strong against the 49ers. Let's get it done. The NFL flexed a bunch of games, so the Seahawks are not going to know their destiny when they kick the ball off. Handle business against the 49ers. Do what you do, and we'll be at Lumen Field partying in the playoffs. Yes, sir. That's it for us. The Seahawks beat the Rams 20 to 9, and they are the NFC West Division champions. Let's keep the good times rolling. They got the 49ers. Finish strong for Nassachobe. I'm Michael Bumpers. This is Hawk Talk. Talk to you soon.